Hello, and welcome to the Landmark Seminar Program. This is a podcast created exclusively for the Landmark graduates participating in the Integrity Seminar. Before we begin with session number six, there's a few things to get created, right? So one, first, please understand this material presented is owned and copywritten by Landmark. It is intended solely for your personal use. Secondly, I have a recommendation. Have your notebook ready. Have a pen ready. You will definitely want to capture insights and be ready for any of the exercises we might be doing along the way. Three, take a moment and get yourself settled, especially with session six. Minimize any distractions. Make sure you don't get interrupted. Let the next 30 minutes or so be all yours. Fourth, as this podcast concentrates on the major conversations we had in session six itself, it doesn't replace your actually being there. So please be sure to get in communication with your group as their sharing will serve to enrich what you can create for yourself. And lastly, since this is a recording, feel free to pause it for notebook work and at any other time when you want to take the time to inquire further. Session six is intended to rock your world and make available for you a whole new realm of possibility. In this session, we're going to look at the whole picture of a human being's life when viewed from integrity. And so now, as someone famous once said, telling the truth shall set you free. Before we go on, I want to take a moment and acknowledge you for being here. Now, I know this is a podcast, and I'm recording it, and it seems like I'm over here and you're over there. I want you to imagine yourself in the room with everyone else in the seminar. There is a particular here that I'm speaking to. And for many of you, being here may not seem like a big deal. You know, getting yourself ready, getting in the car making sure the kids are fed, making sure you clean your desk before you get you know, at the office before you leave. If all of that may not seem like a big deal. However, I'd like you to take the view that it is a big deal. If for no other reason your being in the seminar, your being here, is a big deal because in the world we live in, You are one of the few people who are actively working toward your own transformation, the transformation of others, and the transformation of life itself. And that is a big deal. In the game of transformation, as in all important games in life, sometimes in our struggles, we lose sight of the big picture. Sometimes our view of our lives and ourselves is colored more by our breakdowns than by our accomplishments. You know, people are very hard on themselves. 
So can you see that you might have a tendency to have your struggles and breakdowns color your own view of yourself rather than your accomplishments? Yes, I asked that question in the session and everyone's hands went up. Everyone's hands went up. Confronting one's integrity, the work we're doing here, is one of the most challenging things a human being can do. And only people of courage and commitment are up to that challenge. So whatever space you're in at this point of the seminar, it's really fine. The seminar is about being able to, to be powerful with anything, including your own experiences. So regardless of that space, regardless of the space you may be in right now, I invite you to have your session, this session, colored by what you've accomplished, colored and shaped by what you're up to, rather than what you're struggling with. So the intention of the seminar series, what we've been at work on, is been inside of creating a relationship to word as the source of designing a life of workability, freedom, and possibility. The intention of session six is to generate a new realm of possibility for integrity. We work from completing the week You've been at work, you've been at work inside of the assignment, the first part of which was to identify any perpetration withhold you have with people, with anyone, anyone who's important to you and that you interact with regularly. And then next you were to acknowledge and complete the perpetration withhold with at least one person, just one. As part of acknowledging your perpetration withhold, you were to clean up any mess that you made and then share a new possibility for being related in a way that leaves the other person touched, moved, and inspired. And people shared amazing things, the courage that they had um, to confront others, to clean up messes, was, was truly inspiring. And definitely what was present was a whole new terrain to be related in those relationships. So share with, you want to make sure that you take the time to inquire with people in your group. There's someone in your, you know, one of your buddies in the group or the seminar to share whatever you need to say to be complete with your assignments. You may have done it. You may not have done it. But it works to acknowledge what you did and did not do. And if you did do the assignment, then it works to share what you discovered. We're going to now get into one of the most debilitating and disempowering aspects of perpetration withholds. One of the most debilitating and disempowering fallouts of the perpetration withhold mechanism is that every time you and I have a perpetration withhold, we generate upsets. Almost no one deals with the fact that at the source of an upset is a perpetration withhold. 
and it's why people are always upset. Part of the mechanism of a perpetration withhold is to make sure that someone gets left upset. Now, the upset is the glue that keeps perpetration withholds in place. So we're going to look at the mechanism that has perpetration withholds generate upsets. So first, just look for yourself. What are some of the experiences that you have when you know you have a perpetration withhold? Some people said ashamed. Some people said, I just want to avoid. You know, if you know, if someone else knows <laughs> that you've perpetrated and you've not been saying anything about it, what is that like? Well, the experience, and we're looking for the experience of our perpetration withhold is like that of a five-year-old being caught with your hand with their hand, rather, in the cookie jar. Being caught. You know, so the experience of a perpetration withhold is like a teenager being caught cheating on a test, or worse, like an adult caught in the middle of a lie. So in the presence of our perpetration withholds, the experience is one of being caught being inauthentic. Begin to see that the experience of being caught being inauthentic is one of the most difficult experiences for people to be with. You and I simply cannot be with the experience of being caught being inauthentic. So given that we can't be with being caught, how do you think we react to the experience? Yes, people raised their hand and said, well, we deny, we lie, we avoid, we deflect. Exactly. How we react to the experience of being caught being inauthentic is to create a smokescreen. And we don't create any old smokescreen. We create the most effective smokescreen there is. We create being upset. Creating upsets is a really great smokescreen. So begin to see that a surefire way to cover over a perpetration withhold is to blame someone else for the problem and then get upset with them. So as long as the upset is there to be dealt with, we never have to deal with our perpetration withhold. It's why you and I keep our upsets around forever. So once you see the design of persistent upsets, you see that you have upsets and they've been around for a while. Some of them have been around for a long time, for years. That's a persistent upset. So once you can see that there's a design to a persistent upset, you can have the secret to resolving every persistent upset in your life. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, the access to resolving persistent upsets in life is simple. All you have to do is distinguish and take responsibility for your underlying perpetration withholds. So we're now going to do a short exercise to make it real in your own life. Remember those notebooks I mentioned? Yes, please get your notebook and open it up 
to the beginning of the seminar series where we rated the areas of your life on the workability scale. And then later, we looked at the relationships and we rated them on the scale of workability. So take a moment, look over the areas of life, look over the relationships, and mark the areas where you have persistent upsets. So put the recording on pause and take a minute or two and mark the areas where you have persistent upsets. Okay, thank you. Now, next, consider that the persistent upsets in those areas are simply smoke screens to cover over some perpetration withhold on your part. Your part. Look to see if you can distinguish the perpetration withhold that underlies the upsets in those areas. Okay, so take some time and see if you can identify the perpetration withhold that's underneath the upsets. You put me on hold again, put me on pause, and then come back. Yeah. So in this, so you've looked at, you've looked at the areas of life, you've looked at, you've looked at a few where you have persistent upsets, and it's the same argument, it's the same people to blame, or you're to blame, and it's been that way for years. So try on that in the space of our perpetration withholds, there's a commitment to actually keep the upset in place. Okay, well, then how do we resolve that upset? We all are somewhat familiar with the impact. How, you know, once that upset gets triggered, you know, whatever you are up to gets thwarted. Now you're dealing with something you don't really want to be dealing with. So you might be interested now in resolving that upset, right? Yes. Resolving persistent upsets begins with a commitment to completing the past. The action appropriate to the commitment to complete persistent upsets is to distinguish and take responsibility for the perpetration withholds and to clean up the mess. The commitment to resolving persistent upsets in life is critical to living a life of workability, freedom, and possibility. So I invite you between now and session seven to act on that commitment and do the work to restore integrity and resolve persistent upsets in those areas, especially the areas that would make the most difference in your life. I'm just present to this portion of the seminar, at least here in the podcast, going rather quickly and going quickly through something that is so powerful. So one woman stood and shared about something she had not seen and not seen that she had not seen about someone she manages at work where she had been blaming this person and being upset and avoiding her um, all inside of the assumption that this woman, this the woman that, who worked for her was incompetent and 
didn't work well with us or others, etc. All of how she had been relating to this woman really stemmed back to something she originally said to herself and then never dealt with. And from that point in time, from that perpetration withhold, she generated this whole this whole upset, this whole reality, really, where this woman was, you know, the woman that worked for her was not a team player. And then having taken responsibility for how she was being, and also the cost that this woman had no chance with her, there was a whole new space, not only for this woman to be, but for the graduate to be and to be an effective manager. Now, She's not just making widgets. She's in a relation. She's in a you know the healthcare industry. So you know as 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 fellow nurses, can you imagine what's available now in that relationship? So that they can really get, be at work at what they're there committed to be working on, which is taking care of people. So, I request you take the time to inquire with people, other, others in the seminar, that you share, that you look, take the case, that any place where you have a persistent upset, what's there is, a, is what's there and underneath it or behind it or at the source of it is a perpetration, a perpetration withhold. And rather than being caught, being, being with, being caught, being inauthentic, you and I have generated a whole lot of upset as a deflection, as a decoy. And what's not been dealt with the whole time is what God originally said, never acknowledged. You know, this is part of all of the work that we've done inside of our work with integrity. And if you can kind of step back from it all, you can now see that we've done enough work with integrity so that we can now have a conversation, a distinct conversation that makes a real difference. We've done enough work with the distinctions of integrity to take that step back and to look at your life from the whole of it. We're going to begin by taking a moment to revisit the work that you've done so far in the seminar. So with your notebooks, look at your lists. Take a look at the areas of your life and your relationships and how you rated them on the scale of workability. Look at what you rated low from zero to five. Look at what you rated in the middle from four to seven. Look at what you rated high. Anything above 7 all the way to 10. Just take a look. Now I'd like you to look at and get present to all your broken promises and agreements. Whether you've completed them or not, just look. And even look at the ones you haven't yet acknowledged. Just get present to all your broken promises and agreements. Now, take that a moment and get present to all your standards and ideals that have displaced your principles and values. All of the standards and ideals.
Yes. Now take a look at all your perpetration withholds and persistent upsets. All your perpetration withholds. Look at all the persistent upsets. Look at your relationships. Look at work. Look at your family. Look at all of your perpetration withholds. Look at all your persistent upsets. As you start to be with all of it, notice how much of your life you spend dealing with a lack of integrity, dealing with unworkability. Mostly in life, people avoid being with their lack of integrity. They deny it, explain it away. I invite you to get present to just how much it all doesn't work and how little integrity there's been in your life. And if you're willing to look, you'll see that it is massive, all of what doesn't work. Now, there's nothing to resist or defend in this conversation. There's nothing to explain or justify. Just get present. Get present to all your broken promises. Get present to your amazing number of standards and ideals. Get present to your perpetration withholds and persistent upsets. Get present to all the times you didn't honor your word. And then get present to all of it happening for a lifetime. An entire lifetime. That's 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 years of no integrity. So get present to all of it happening since you were about five years old. And just see if for a moment you can be with your lack of integrity. Just see if you can be with all the lies you told and all the lies you've tolerated around you. Get present to all the sophisticated reasons and elaborate stories you've used to justify that lack of integrity. And get present to all your failed attempts to keep your word. Just get present to all of it. What are you present to? Yeah, it's big, isn't it? Oh my gosh, where don't you? <laughs> I mean, it's massive, isn't it? In fact, here's what there is to get. It is total. Total. Consider that the only time you've had integrity is by accident. Or worse, by coincidence. So consider that as a human being, you got born. And that the world you got born into has no integrity. Now that might be hard to get, particularly because you think integrity and morality are the same thing. So you think that a lack of integrity means you're a bad person. No, it just means you're a human being. So in this conversation, I'm committed that you have a breakthrough in your integrity. So do you want a life-altering breakthrough in integrity? I know you do. Yes, you do. Great. Here you go. A life-altering breakthrough in integrity begins with the following declaration. I have 
no integrity. A breakthrough in creating the possibility of integrity is only possible by first getting that you have no integrity. In fact, you have no interest in integrity. In fact, your life has no integrity and doesn't work. It never has and it never will. So I invite you to create for yourself. I have no integrity and my life doesn't work, quote unquote. You're saying that for yourself. Now, don't defend it. Don't justify it. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to make it right. You don't have to make it wrong. Just create the space, the space where you have no integrity and your life doesn't work. So see, up until now, you've never let your lack of integrity just be. Up until now, you've had your lack of integrity mean something about you. You've made it all significant, somehow important. You've made it all mean something. But for once, just get present to how inauthentic it all is. How inauthentic you are. Like there's an actual you. There's an actual you. When maybe that's just a story. That's just a story. You've been spending your whole life trying to have integrity. And all the while, you just keep breaking your word, generating perpetration withholds, and keeping your upsets around. You even destroy the very things you love when they, don't, when they don't live up to your standards and ideals, and then you say it in the name of integrity. You've made integrity significant, and that's why you've been stuck. You've been stuck in the story. So if you want freedom, you have to create a new view of yourself. So try on the possibility that you have no integrity. Your life doesn't work. And it doesn't mean anything. You don't honor your word, and that doesn't mean anything. And it doesn't mean anything that it doesn't mean anything. It just means you don't honor your word, and your life doesn't work. And if you can be with it in that moment, you would be responsible for something you've not been responsible for your whole life. You see, it's only when you can create for yourself the saying, I have no integrity and my life doesn't work. When you can create that without adding any significance, that's when you can transform your relationship with integrity from one of morality, something you should have, to one of possibility. If you're willing to own that statement, that declaration, if you're willing for you to say these words, I have no integrity and my life doesn't work. And in that moment, get there is no integrity to have. And your life's working the way it's working. If you're willing to own it. In that moment, what becomes present is a new realm of possibility for integrity. And in that new realm of possibility, you create integrity as a possibility. 
It's in that new realm of possibility for integrity then where your word can exist as the source of designing a life of workability, freedom, and possibility. In this new realm of possibility, your word does not exist to fix you, change you, make you a better person, get you out of anything, including dying. So in that this new realm of possibility, your word can exist in a way that touches you and moves you and inspires you. It's there like an opportunity. Now, what can you do with that opportunity? Well, you can invent yourself as your word. And with that possibility comes the possibility for designing a life you love and a life you live powerfully. So, start to look, take a moment with, a moment or two, a minute or so with your notebook and create for yourself. Just wonder, speculate. A new realm of possibility for integrity. How you create this new realm of possibility is by freeing yourself from the significance you've added to integrity. By generating for yourself, wow, I have no integrity in my life, doesn't work. Just with that, you take the responsibility for the significance you've added to integrity and you're left generating new realms in which integrity can exist as a possibility. Now, you may be left in a number of places here. You may be left in, wow, like a whole space of nothing in which you can create you might be left in a place where you have questions or what ifs or what abouts, in which case, get in communication with your group or give me a call so we can actually have this created. You can get this created for yourself. You know, wouldn't it be absurd for anyone in the integrity seminar to be arguing that they have integrity? You know, that's like Bill Gates being in a, in a money seminar. <laughs> you just don't see Bill Gates in a money seminar, right? <laughs> so integrity isn't good. It's not right. It's simply having integrity. It doesn't mean anything. In the seminar itself, there was the space of, like the Landmark Forum, empty and meaningless. There was the space where the mind was quiet. There was the space where people invented themselves. And for this next conversation, I'm inviting you to stand in the acknowledgement that you have no integrity and your life doesn't work, not as a problem, but to create a clearing in which a new realm of possibility for your work can arise. You know, one only enters into the third level of integrity, honoring one's word as oneself by confronting the ultimate inauthenticity regarding integrity. You see, by acknowledging and taking responsibility for all the significance and pretense around integrity, you've created a whole new clearing for your word. This new clearing for integrity is what makes possible a life of workability, 
freedom, and possibility. Inside this new clearing for integrity, the possibility of a life, a life of workability, a space of freedom and possibility, it becomes available not only for you, but for everyone around you. The next session of our seminar is specifically designed for each one of us and for us as a seminar to have the opportunity to express this possibility with the people in our lives. I know that you're committed to having the people in your life live a new realm of possibility and that you're committed that they have the opportunity to do the Landmark Forum. You could say that when people register in and complete the Landmark Forum, they have access to, to designing a life of workability, freedom, and possibility. So if you look at your process of transformation, you'll see that it began when someone made the opportunity of the Landmark Forum available for you. You'll see that someone in your life stood for you, shared with you a possibility that touched and inspired you, and they invited you to take an action. You then took the action necessary to put yourself in the Landmark Forum, and that has made an enormous impact on the quality of your life. So the next session is designed to give all of us that same opportunity to make that kind of a difference for the people in our lives. Session number seven is designed so that our friends and our family will have an opportunity to really experience what the Landmark Forum is all about. It's designed for them to see how it could apply to their lives and the difference it could make for their future. For their future. So at our next session, our guests will stay with us in the room, in the same room, next to you and me for the entire session as we create with them an extraordinary introduction to the Landmark Forum. Kai Bounds, another St. Louis seminar leader, will be leading and creating that introduction to the Landmark Forum with me for us. She's extraordinary. I introduced you to her at session five. For those of you who are at session five, she is uh, taking the next steps and this is really something um, to actually go into the forum leader body, be trained to be uh, to lead the Landmark Forum. So you get to be with an extraordinary person and your guests get to be with you and all of us sharing. During session seven, our guests will hear from us as we share the impact of the Landmark Forum in our own lives the results we've accomplished, the possibilities we've invented. Out of our sharing, we'll be able to give our friends and family a direct experience of what the Landmark Forum makes possible and will be returned to our experience of what opened up in the Landmark Forum. So along with the sharing, Kai will have a remarkable conversation designed for everyone that will give all of us the opportunity to create a whole new possibility that will have a lasting and positive impact in our lives. In that conversation, your guests will also directly experience and get clear about what the Landmark Forum is, how it allows them to produce extraordinary results in such a short amount of time. 
So what we're committed to for the session is that it's engaging and it's fun, it's impactful, profound. And that as many of the people in our lives as possible are there with us as our guests to have that opportunity to participate in a conversation for transformation and possibility. So as far as I'm concerned, it's not a matter of who you would invite. It's who wouldn't you invite? My goodness, the world needs possibility. The world needs more graduates. So we're committed that as many as possible of our friends and family who come actually register into the Landmark Forum next session. And equally as important, we have a commitment that each and every one of our guests, your friends, your family, your colleagues, whether they register or not, they experience having the freedom, the freedom to choose. And that each and every person is satisfied and they're happy with the session. They're happy with the entire process leading up to their choice. So our next session is not only intended for our guests, but it's also intended to, for you to forward the work of our seminar. It's part of the design. Yes, you will want to have guests with you. I promise you will be very proud of the session. But even if you don't have someone with you, you will get enormous value out of being here both in the introduction and in doing the work that we do in the later part of the session where we'll be inquiring into a powerful new distinction for generating integrity. The entire session is going to be fun, powerful, challenging, intriguing. Most importantly, it will make a difference in people's lives, a real difference. It is our opportunity to create a setting in which we can celebrate the power and the magic of transformation and have the privilege of contributing this education to the people in our lives who are important to us. So with your notebook, here's what I recommend you do. Go to a clean page, make three columns, and in the first column on the left, list the names of people you would love to have participate in the Landmark Forum, even if you've invited them before. You know, if you had a magic wand and you could just, boom, tap anybody on the head and they would be in the Landmark Forum, who would you put in the Landmark Forum? Yeah, list those names. Okay, great. After you're through with that list of names, look at the list to see if you're limited by who you think you would get, the, who would get the Landmark Forum or not. Oh, you think they have it already. No, if they haven't done the Landmark Forum, they don't have the Landmark Forum. <laughs> Or, or they wouldn't get it, they wouldn't, no. Really, it's really possible. It's possible they could be in the landmark form. Just look at your own process, right? So imagine if you could ask anyone and they would say yes, who would you ask? Put their names down. Look at your work, look at your school, family, look at your place of worship, the communities in which you participate, the cashiers you see in the stores, your mail carrier, and for each name you wrote down, now, I want you to consider this question. If that person did the Landmark Forum, what would they get out of it? What do you see that they would get out of it? What might they actually be interested in? And then, whatever you come up with as an answer, 
write that down next to their name, but write it down in the second column. Okay, then in, what, what is the third column for, Anne? Well, the third column is where you make a note of what you would get out of it if that person did the landmark forum. So if Paul did the landmark forum, he would have a whole, this is someone in my life, he would have a whole new freedom to be with things that he doesn't agree with or doesn't understand. And all of that stress that gets created in that space and struggle of being angry, <laughs> um, <clears throat> it wouldn't be there. And who knows, everything that he is as fun and joy could be a contribution. What would I get out of his doing the landmark forum? I would get the joy of being with Paul rather than the upsets he generates. That's what I would have. So it works like that. And just want to be specific as you can. I also say that who you are as a possibility is a person who's committed to having workability, freedom, and possibility available to everyone. So I'm inviting you, everyone in the seminar, to stand for the people on your lists. Invite them to be here with you next session. And don't just start, you know, just don't stop with one person. Don't just stop with that one person. Keep inviting. Inviting, inviting the people who you don't know well. Inviting the people, you know, just invite. If you think you're not effective, if you need coaching, I'm going to be sending you emails for coaching sessions between sessions six and seven. You'll be able to call in on a conference line. I'll be giving you some coaching. We can work that way. But here's the thing. You might just look right now to see. Do you have any standards and ideals? Do you have any perpetration withholds and maybe even upsets in this area of sharing yourself, of inviting people? Yeah, you might have. Okay, so look at your list again and put a check. Put a check mark next to the people you're inviting to be here with you next session as your guest. And here's some coaching right now on what really works when you're inviting guests to do the seminar. Share yourself authentically. Share what you got out of participating in the forum and why you're inviting them. Ask them if they could have a breakthrough, what would that be? And then let them know that's what they can get out of the forum. Let them know that coming with you to the seminar is both an opportunity to be with you, and most importantly, it's an opportunity for them to look at what would be possible out of doing the Landmark Forum. Let them know that they will have the opportunity to register if they choose to. And they, sh they should come prepared to register by bringing a form of payment and their calendars. If they have spouses, they might want to bring their spouse. Let them know that you are committed to them and to their registering the Landmark Forum. That's right. Let them know you want them to do it. And have that conversation be inside of what's possible, not inside of what's wrong. Let them know the seminar is going to be great. It's going to be fun, challenging, inspiring. It's going to be an opportunity for them to look at something that can really make a difference in life and extend those conversations, those invitations in a committed way. One thing is to be unreasonable. Don't get stopped by your reasons or anyone else's. There's no right way to do this. It's a 
important just to share yourself fully. Let your passion, commitment, and love come out. Just let yourself be fully self-expressed. And I would have you consider not simply asking the people that are close to you. I'm asking you to invite the people it would make a difference for you to invite. For example, you may have you know, be someone committed to making a difference in your school system. You see the kind of differences education would make there. So you could take on inviting the, te- the teachers of your kids or someone you know who is a teacher. Or you could be someone who sees that this education can make a difference in the culture of your organization. So you would want to have the people from your workplace there. So with your group, over the course of the next couple of weeks, share with the people in your group who you'd love to have be here as your guest for the next session as the listening of your group would really make a difference. I sent those of you who are missing the session, who missed session six, I sent your assignment to you, which is the first part of which is to prepare at least two enrollment shares from some area in your life where you've had a breakthrough. Yeah, two shares. Be prepared to share what you discovered about being inauthentic in that area, the impact of being inauthentic, and the possibility that you invented for yourself in your life that was a triumph of your past. Your second assignment was to practice noticing all the meaning and significance you added to integrity and practice bringing a whole new realm of possibility to honor your word. I also recommend that you use each other to support your commitments to having the people in your life be here with you as our guests at our next session. The date of session seven is July 20. It'll be that opportunity for everyone to have a breakthrough in the area of causing workability, freedom, and possibility in life. And although it's an introduction to the Landmark Forum, it is also a session of your seminar. So some of you will have a lot of guests. Some of you will have one guest. Some of you may not have a guest with you. Don't have the number of guests you're expecting be any kind of excuse to not be there. Continue to honor your word unreasonably, whether you're effective in sharing yourself and whether or not you have guests. To be there at your next session, whatever the circumstance. And take on sharing your transformation. Take on inviting people to be here next session. As what? As a way to stamp out reasonableness in life. Use sharing and inviting as that way to have a breakthrough in your self-expression and a breakthrough in designing your life. I promise you, our next session will knock your socks off and you'll be proud of your participation in this education. So I look forward to seeing you. I look forward to meeting your friends and family. And if there's anything you don't get, can't follow, if you're coming up against something in your participation in the seminar, please write me. Please call me. Let's get in communication. I'm committed that your next week, the next few weeks especially, and that your life be miraculous. That's it.